Hi everyone, this is Lori Weaver and this is Compulsive Overeating Diary. I'm telling you who I am because one of my longtime listeners pointed out to me that not every single one of you began this journey with me on show number one and I ought to tell you who I am. So this is Compulsive Overeating Diary, the experiment where I tell you my thoughts and feelings around compulsive overeating to see whether that will help me not go for the chips. So this is day 18 and I use that format for my show notes. As I said, it's not really day 18, but that's where you can find the resource of the day and any links to anybody that I mention on this podcast. But I'm letting go. I'm letting go. It's a history that never really grows. I'm letting go. Today I've got lots of shout outs and I'm so pleased that so many of you are communicating with me and I want to encourage you to go ahead, email me, call me, however you'd like to communicate. I love it. I always respect your privacy and I never use your name or any identifying thing unless I have your permission. Now besides our shout outs, I want to talk a little bit about It's one thing to tell me, Anonymous Lori, on a podcast about your compulsive overeating, but how does it feel when you actually tell somebody in your life about your eating issues? And that's what I'm going to talk about today. Okay, companions, on this struggle, or I might say some of you are my struggle sisters, and struggle brothers. (laughs) We'll see how that works. I still haven't found a really good term to call you listeners to Compulsive Overeating Diary. But there's more and more of you coming to the fore and telling me that this program is encouraging you and helping you and sharing your stories with me and with everyone. I want to give you a little update about the listener who was struggling with the Girl Scout cookies. She got back to me some more, and I'm not going to go more into specifics other than to say that she really is struggling with that issue still. So if you want to support her in her plan to take Girl Scout cookies and other things like that out of her house, please post on either today, day 18 or day 17 to encourage her or call our podcast bravery hotline at 206-350-6445. And you can find all of this information on the website. But I would really appreciate if you guys could give her some support because she's struggling and having a hard time and she's a great person and I think she's very very brave to share the details of her struggles with us. I also want to give a special shout out today to Ava. Ava comments on compulsiveovereatingdiary.com but she's also my faithful Facebook poster. Thank you Ava. It makes me happy to go to my Facebook page and see that somebody has been there and is commenting so thumbs up for that. So if you guys are Facebook guys, go ahead over there to facebook.com slash, guess what, Compulsive Overeating Diary. You can leave a like, you can leave a comment, say hi to Ava, or say hi to me. Now I also have a new follower on Instagram. That makes me up to three. Now, unfortunately, I'm not smart enough with Instagram to know who you are that followed me on Instagram. If you guys like that, I am Lori Dreamweaver on Instagram. And again, you can find that link from my website as well. 
But my really exciting news was that I got another new review on iTunes, and that was from KBNO33. Now, I don't know who this person is, but they said that I have a soothing voice and friendliness and that this podcast helps them. That was enough to give me five ratings, so I show up further in the iTunes world when someone searches for me. So thank you, KB, for that review. That is so touching and helps me so much. In fact, I have been at the bottom of the new and noteworthy pile on iTunes for personal journals, but that review was enough to push me up at least temporarily to the top two rows that are featured without people having to click look at more. Okay, so maybe I'll get some new listeners out there to help support us all. So I don't know if I'm still on the top rows because it all comes about with how many episodes you have and how many people are subscribing and how many people are posting reviews for you. But I was smart enough to take a screenshot of that and I put that on Facebook. So if you want to see CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com in the new and noteworthy, (laughs) go to my Facebook page and for sure you'll see it there. If you guys are on iTunes, if you go there and give me a nice rating and review, that might push me up again. But again, do what's in your heart. Don't do ever anything just because I ask you to. Do what's in your heart. Another welcome I want to do is to new listener Jenny, who responded to my pathetic post on episode four. So she came over to let me know that, yes, indeed, she is listening And I find that so companionable when you guys actually come and leave me a message. You just don't know how much I love it. And what you also don't know is a lot of you email me in private or say some things that you don't want me to put into the website. And I might refer to it in general or tell little bits of it. But then so many other people contact me privately and let me know how much that story helped them. So I have a theory. You guys say that my ramblings, even though I'm just a regular person who struggled with compulsive overeating and binge eating disorder for 50-some years, (laughs) is encouraging you just to know that there's someone else out there like you that suffers with this or like your loved one to help you understand them. Just think how much more encouraging it is when we have more voices banding together and sharing our stories. Believe me, it isn't just me. In fact, I have some stats for you today before we get into our main topic. I wanted to let you know what our top countries and U.S. states are for Compulsive Overeating Diary, the podcast. Right now, the top countries are the U.S. of A., not surprising since that's where I'm from, Canada, U.K., Australia, hi Lou, one of my very first posters ever, Ireland, Japan, New Zealand, hi Fee, again an early poster to Compulsive Overeating Diary, Germany, now I'm really embarrassed that I sang my German beer song, I hope I didn't slaughter the pronunciation too badly, Uh, hi there Deutschland, es freut mir, Mexico, and Italy, so you can see we're an international group, we are in 46 countries so far. In the United States of America, right now, I'm reaching 45 states, and they are in this order. California, again, not surprising, that's where I'm from. New York, Florida, Pennsylvania. Hi, Tracy. She was one of my very first iTunes reviewers. Tracy in Pennsylvania. Ohio, Texas, Arizona, 
Washington, that's my home state, North Carolina. Hi, Janet, the first person ever to call my bravery hotline. You know, I really love the people who call on the bravery hotline, so consider doing that, would you? <laughs> if you're at all brave. Then we have a tie between Illinois and Tennessee. And I'm really excited to see Tennessee because I just got a cool letter from a lady from Tennessee today named Ashley. So hang on, I'm going to get my iPhone out so I can read you Ashley's letter. Ashley used the contact form on compulsiveovereatingdiary.com and I was able to email her back and get her permission to read this to you. Okay, so here goes. Here's her letter. Hi, Lori. I just wanted to send you a quick message to let you know that I am listening and enjoying your podcast. I was looking for something to listen to at work. I have an app on my phone called TuneIn Radio. Your podcast was listed under the health section of Talk Radio. Of course, being the compulsive overeater that I am, I was eager to listen. I'm only through day 11 or 12. I really appreciate your honesty and for allowing me to share in your struggles and victories. I am 29 and live in Nashville, Tennessee. Until some recent weight changes due to a change in medication, I have never been overweight. I have, however, always struggled with food. There have been times that I have opened up to people about my struggles and how food is like a drug to me. People look at me like I'm crazy or they just don't understand, even people who are close to me. It's really nice to hear you speak and to have someone to relate to. Please know I'm here listening and cheering you on. And also, please know I'm here as a friend and fellow compulsive eater. If you ever need to chat, email, etc. Thanks again. Great job on the podcast. Thanks, Ashley from Tennessee. Wasn't that a great letter? Now, I really wanted to make this point that Ashley makes. Sometimes we assume that if you have an eating issue, if you have anorexia, of course, you're very, very slender. And that's where you have a lot of fear around eating anything. And you very much are controlling your intake in order to control your world. Now, I can't speak from that personally. I've not struggled with anorexia. Then you've got bulimia in which case you might be binging and then purging either with laxatives or through vomiting, things like this, ways to try to get rid of the calories that you take in. And you can have binge eating disorder where you do the binging, but you don't do the purging necessarily. But there are people that struggle with eating, whether it's the compulsive eating mind or the binge eating disorder or things that look like they're perfectly normal weight. Now, it doesn't matter really if you're eating a whole gallon of ice cream or if you're eating or if you are eating a bowl of ice cream. If you are eating it for emotional reasons and you feel out of control and you feel guilt around it, that is an eating food issue. That isn't just, oh, my ice cream is so delicious. What a great flavor. I think I'm going to eat some more. No, no. Compulsive eating is where the thoughts about food and your body take over your brain and it literally turns you kind of into this food computer where a great deal of your inner emotional life is centered around what you're going to eat, what did you eat, what can you eat, what have you eaten, and how do you look. Like you might eat a big bowl of ice cream and then immediately feel super fat. Even if you're a slender individual who will then later on naturally not eat too much later. Okay, so you can't tell from a person's size. Now, my husband, Mark, is a really big guy. He's overweight for what he should be for his height, even though he's well over six foot tall. 
And part of that is he loves to eat and he loves to drink beer. So a big part of his losing weight plan is to stop drinking beer. And usually that takes 20 pounds off him immediately. <laughs> I told him I'm going to start drinking beer just so I can quit drinking beer and try to take 20 pounds off immediately. doesn't work for me. But Mark is not a compulsive overeater. He's someone who will overeat because he loves to eat food, but he doesn't use food as a replacement for his emotions. In fact, many times he will forget to eat food. But what he does do is when he eats, is he just enjoys it so much, he will eat too much of it. And he also used to be extremely athletic in his youth, so he was able to eat whatever he wanted and burn it off. Now that we're older, He's not so fortunate. He's not going to be going for 10-mile runs all the time for the fun of it, so he can't eat like that. So there's a good example. If you saw Mark and me, we're both overweight at the moment. You might assume that we're both compulsive eaters. You'd be wrong. He is not, but I am. And you just never know. So even if you have a friend who's heavy, you'll notice that most people, when they're heavy and they go out to eat dinner, we don't order a huge whopping steak and potatoes with all the trimmings and all kinds of food. It's pretty rare that you do that, though it is possible you can have an eating buddy, rather like someone who drinks a lot likes to have a drinking buddy, but that's pretty rare. Usually when we go out in public, compulsive overeaters or binge eaters will eat extremely well, maybe leave half of our portion on the plate, ask for a doggy bag, have steamed vegetables and, and dressing on the side, that kind of thing, to give the appearance of that we're eating normally. In fact, we might even feel okay and happy that we're out eating, so we might actually be eating normally, but it's at home or in private or in the car. Like, it's possible, and I've done this, where I take my half of meal to go in the doggy bag, and if I'm alone driving to the place, I'm eating that meal as fast as I can as soon as I hit the car. Drive-throughs are also a, a big place for people who binge eat or compulsive overeat because you can go through the drive-through and feel anonymous and order however many hamburgers with big fries or shakes or Cokes or usually a Diet Coke, which I always think is funny. But a big, big part of this issue is being very secretive and not telling people about it, partially because we like to protect our stash because we're ashamed for whatever reason, a big part of it is secrecy. And that's why so many of you listeners are extremely shocked and surprised that I'm actually putting out for the entire world, hi, I'm Lori, and I'm a compulsive overeater and binge eater. Lori, how can you do that? They give me such kudos for being brave. Because a lot of us, even to our spouse or our old longtime friends or our co-workers or whomever that we deal with, we don't admit to our compulsive overeating behavior. You know, I was in Weight Watchers when I lost my 130 pounds, and we did a lot of support for each other, but we really didn't talk about in the meetings compulsive overeating and binge eating disorder. It was more about tips on how to, you know, get more food for less calories, or I, mean, I would say eating healthily, but not about, about binging. We didn't really talk about that. And even though I made good friends with some ladies who went out to breakfast after every meeting, and that was really my emotional support group, we didn't spend a lot of time talking to each other about binge eating or compulsive overeating. And actually, I would have to say at least two or three out of the five ladies did not have that particular issue when they were overeating. 
So I'd say it's a real big deal when you can tell someone out loud, I suffer from this issue, okay? And if you're sitting with somebody, you're getting to know someone or telling your loved one, hey, I suffer from compulsive overeating, or you describe it, maybe you don't say I'm a compulsive overeater or a binge eater, but you describe what it is that you do, like our listener with the Girl Scout cookies, say, hey, I could take three boxes of cookies and eat them in one sitting out of control, and people that you tell might look at you like you have sprouted two heads. They just don't get it. They don't understand it. Even if you tell them, they just can't comprehend it. Because in their world, that's just not something that would occur to them to ever do. Now, in fact, if you tell some people, they might say, oh, you just like food. And that can be true. Like my husband, Mark, you might love food and at times be overeating because you love the food. Maybe like at Thanksgiving or holiday time, you have certain treats or foods that you only eat at that time. And so you eat more than you would normally because you're celebrating with your friends and family. That is not an eating disorder. That is celebrating with food. And we all hear food is fuel. You should eat only to fuel your body. I say call bull on that. <laughs> That's not true. As human beings in many cultures, I would say every culture, food plays some role in our celebrations, in our feeling close to one another, in nurturing one another. There's a lot of roles for food to play besides just giving us energy to breathe, move, and live. Food does do that. And if you can get to that, like a good example was my experiment for my birthday. You can listen to some past episodes about my birthday in Las Vegas where I was experimenting with Plan B. More about Plan B is in episode 12, BE. It really worked for me. I forget what I was talking about. But, <laughs> but what I'm really trying to get at is it's rare to find someone who you can say out loud, I have this issue and they bond with you, and they know who you are, they're part of the tribe. You're probably going to find more people like that in Overeaters Anonymous or other support groups that you might go to through therapy, because if you're going to therapy for eating issues, they're usually, like if you're Mark, you don't go to therapy because you like food too much. Mark just decides to count his calories on his phone and does so until he drops enough weight to feel comfortable again. He's not going to be going to therapy. I'm someone who went to therapy to try to work on it along with other issues. So I guess what I'm trying to say is if you feel that you need support in your immediate life, it's good to go find a therapist who has a support group or good to go to OA or places like that or to just bring up the matter if you have a friend or acquaintance and see if they share this, if you become comfortable with this. I do have a really good friend who shares this issue with me from Weight Watchers. I knew her, and she's still my friend today. And we share this issue. So we've been able to talk about it openly for many years. And I think that was the germ of why I feel comfortable to talk about it with you guys, to talk about it with the world, because I had one friend who knew what I was and understood. And I want to be that for you. If you don't have someone in your everyday life or you don't feel comfortable taking that risk, start small.
by emailing me or posting a comment on the website or calling the Bravery Hotline and practice how it feels to say out loud, I have an issue with binge eating or I have an issue with bulimia or I have an issue with anorexia or I have an I whatever your issue is. I'm not going to judge you. Believe me, I've been there, done that of almost everything. And so far, I've heard nothing but support from the people who post or the people who call or the people who email. I've only heard kindness and support. And also on the website, comments go through me first so nobody's going to get any haters replying to their comment because I won't approve hating comments. And if one slipped by, I would immediately delete it. But I just want you to have a taste of the freedom that I now feel. I feel so free. I went to my book club today, and I had not mentioned this podcast before because, well, my other podcast, Daily Adventure Tales, I told everybody and anybody who I ever met about it and passed them my business card. I don't really tell everybody that I'm doing a podcast about compulsive overeating, but I told these ladies in my book club, one of which is the old friend I mentioned. But the other two kind of looked at me like I had the two heads growing out of my head. And I told them what it was, and I told them how it was helping people, and how excited I was for the success and the growing communication that's coming between me and you as we support each other in this process. And I said, if you guys would like to hear one of my podcasts, go to the website and you can hear one. And they basically were saying, uh, no, we're just happy that you're successful. They had no interest in hearing any of these stories. And I guess that makes sense. If you don't have this issue or you're not immediately involved with a loved one who has this issue, this wouldn't resonate for you. This would not be interesting. It wouldn't be for you. But if you're listening to me today and you've gotten this far, I know that this podcast is for you. So if I can help you in any way, just by being the ear <laughs> to hear you, let me know. I can't give you a diet. I can't guarantee you success. I'm not a therapist and I'm not an expert. I'm just a lady in her 50s who struggle with this and is willing to hear you without judgment because I've been there. I want you to feel supported. I want you to know that when you feel alone in the whole big world, there's at least one person that knows how you feel. Till next time, take care because I care. I'm a slave without a master, heading for disaster, kicking up the dust in the middle of the road. I've been waiting on a free ride, ticket to a seaside thicket on the edge of Puget Sound. And there I'll sit, I'll admit that I was only just a guest inside my skin.